Welcome to Destination Leadership, the podcast for people interested in diving into the worlds of inspiring leaders to learn from them. I'm your host, Katrin Grunwald, founder of The Globe Team, organizational development consultant, and coach for first-time leaders. Welcome to episode number 10. Wow, already 10 episodes, nine interviews with very different uh, leaders sharing their stories. And this episode number 10 is going to be a special one as well, because it will be with me and I will be sharing the inputs or let's say my recommendations, experiences I've made in the past three months that have been very exceptional for all of us on the topic of remote leadership. I was fortunate to have been invited um, into different podcasts or Facebook lives. I've written blogs on, on LinkedIn articles and I thought hmm, for episode number 10, I will put together all of that knowledge on how to best work remotely as a leader with your team and share that with you as the listeners. So enjoy this a bit different and uh, but hopefully still an uh, inspiring episode. Today I want to share my five, let's say, top tips for remote leadership. Recommendations based on my experience as a team development consultant um, and also based on um, my own work, working with remote teams or my own team. And um, I have split it up into five different categories. So uh, my idea for this um, episode, which actually is the first one that um, I'm doing like this, and I hope, let's see if I can manage to take it in one take. Um, so my aim is really to give you five broad topics give you the headlines, what is the topic, and then dive deeper and give some examples. So you really at the end have some takeaways. And there's also an additional PDF for those of you who are more visual and would like to also see those recommendations put together. Let's start with the first one, which is my real belief that leadership starts with oneself. So as a leader, you are the key to a good well-working remote team. I really believe there's so much you can do on, on self-reflection, mindset topics, how do you approach a situation that is different and, well, talking about remote leadership or actually more concretely in most cases, it'll be, um, well, working from home during a global pandemic. So um, the things that I recommend um as leaders to start off to, with yourself, number one is reflection. So make sure as a leader to take time for self-reflection. How is the situation affecting you? What are things that are important to you um, now that there is the team or there's different kinds of contact than you have before with your team? Or if you're taking over a remote team and your first day in the office is actually from your living room. So that would be in this frame of you as leader um, are the key to a good remote team. My first recommendation, number two, would be um, to 
work on your own mindset. So once you've reflected about how how's the situation for you, do you actually feel ready and able for managing, leading your team remotely? What is it you need to feel ready? And there are many opportunities to get support via free resources online, for example. Um, little uh, hint I, for the German speakers amongst you. Um, I was also one of the authors, or I, no, actually I was an expert being interviewed um, for a guidebook on how to um, work re remotely from the German T3N um, virtual magazine. So there's lots of opportunities to see what works well for others and of course then to see for yourself. Hmm. From all those recommendations um, to feel ready to manage remotely, what is it that I will take for myself? So again, a moment of self-reflection. And then the third point in this, let's say, first category would be the framing. I really, really believe that you have so much in your hands um, as leader to frame and also kind of to, to motivate your team to give security in unclear times. So my motto that I always share with my clients is, if you believe it, others will feel it. So if you believe, yes, it's possible to establish a trustful work environment um, also virtually, then I really think that the people on the other side of their computer screens, they will feel that you genuinely believe that as a team you can manage it and that you provide this, this space for, let's say, psychological safety, but also, of course, a space for, for performance and for working together effectively. And that's why, yep, you as a leader have a lot in your hands to set up to create the space for a well-working remote team. I would say number two is um, once you have a look at yourself, then to look at the relationship with the people in your team. So number two, create individual relationships and inspire trust. What is it that drives and motivates the people in your team? This is important to know always when, also if you're a first-time leader or any leader, um, working with people to, to better understand what are their drivers, what do they want to achieve in um, also, I mean, you spend lots of hours during the day working, so there must be something that really is driving and motivating people. And it's great to know that if you're leading them. Um, also, yeah, for motivation purposes, for just in general. And I think in remote times, it's even more important to also know what's driving, what's on their mind right now, what motivates them, what is their family situation. And I think that's something as a second point where you can go ahead as a role model and also be personal. Um, as as consultant, I've had, or a coach, I've been working with many clients virtually and I've never seen that many pets and children and other family members and it just creates a very human atmosphere. So I think, um, you know, I'm sure you've had that too in, in virtual calls that you saw, but more than what you would see from that person in an office setting. And I think there as a leader, you can also go ahead as a role model and share something personal from you, um, some event or a new hobby that you uh, during lockdown times have started just to to reach out. It's, it's a, 
um, you know, it's it's the human side and it's part, in my understanding, also is of leadership um, to, to share and to listen to what others have to share about their lives. Um, ask questions would be a third um, recommendation in this point for to get a better understanding of, of what drives people right now. And it's much better to ask, I would say, um, more questions than too little. So to really show also that you care about people in this situation, because usually the more people feel seen, cared, respected, the more they put in their efforts, the more they, they engage themselves in the topic that your team is working on. And that's why... And the big number. So the second recommendation is really create individual relationships and inspire trust through your own behavior. Let's move to number three, which is um, a bit more in, let's say, the general, more in terms of management um, and setting really an organizational frame around the current situation of working remote. So number three, I call take care of your team's remote logistics. This can be, um, for example, a team schedule because people have so much, so many other things going on in their lives. I think it's important to really know when can someone be reached? When um, is it for family obligations, for example, pos not possible to reach someone. Talk about it in your team. What are certain time slots where it's clear everyone's available, team meetings can happen that time, or when it's clear that someone, for example, there's lots of like um, online tools um, where you can show, are you able to be contacted right now? Are you offline? That helps in showing um when people can approach you. And I've had, for example, a coach, she, he was saying, hmm, I, I feel weird now because I'm kind of entering a person's life. I'm entering their living room and I wouldn't just do that and, and enter. So um, how do I better, uh, how do I feel better about really approaching someone's in their, the comfort of their private home? And we talked about how she and her team can set up really specific times when it's clear, when can someone be contacted and when is it not the best timing. Something else in this topic of take care of your team's remote logistics, I would say is to know on which channel will be what kind of communication and how quick are you expected to react to a certain kind of communication. This can be, for example, like if you look at all the channels, there's email, some teams use Slack or MS Teams groups, um, and some others use a lot WhatsApp, and in some cultures also Facebook is actually used, contrary to the German culture, but used a lot also for, um, for business communication. And um, to make sure and agree within your team, you know, guys, if we send something via this channel, um, we really need an answer quickly. If it's this channel, don't worry, there's time to read. Um, and also, especially if there is asynchronous timing. So if maybe some team members, due to their family situation, um, work at rather early hours, for example, or others later. And so that it's clear on which channels when someone is not 
on and working on which are the channels that um, there is like fast reaction expected and, and on which one's not. And I think this just puts or takes away some of the pressure sometimes that people feel when working remotely. Okay, do I have to be on all the time? No, it's just to see, like mentioned before, what are some slots where really everyone is expected to be on or fits where it fits for everyone and also which channels are there and what kind of communication behavior is expected on those channels. However, and that's the third point on this third topic of take care of your team's remote logistics, I think it's important if you have settled that in your team, like um, how you want to work together, which channels, all of that, um, just to regularly check and see maybe, you know, during this past three months, every month was a bit different on like the overall health situation in different countries. So it's time to reassess once in a while are the logistics that we have set up for us as a team, do they still fit or what should we adapt? That was point number three, <laughs> take care of your team's remote logistics. And now that number one, we've looked at the leader. Number two, we've looked at how to create individual relationships, inspire trust. Number three, we've had a look at logistics. Now let's take time for team time. And that's my recommendation number four. For me, team time is really the time that teams take a bit aside from their regular job, from their to-dos, from their deadlines and set aside for team development, for really seeing how are we working together as a team? What are topics that are you know, of importance and where we as a team want to grow. And just because everyone's working remotely doesn't mean we, we can't work on them. I would say, especially now, it's important to take time for team time. And um, well, as a team development consultant, I've had several virtual team development workshops in the last few months. And um, what was, or what I found important there to make it clear really for people, you know, in an like on-site workshop, you would drive out sometimes to a nice hotel. So it's clear we're out of the office, we're taking time to look at us as a team, how can we work better together? So my recommendation here in these, let's say remote times where that's not possible is when setting time aside, like besides the daily business, really for team time, then also move your location. So um, I've had participants in team development workshops who did not work at the desk that they usually are, but they took their computer and moved to the sofa so that they really felt, okay, it's different now. Yes, I am in front of a Zoom session and it's a computer, um, but it's a different mindset and we want to focus on different team topics. Then as it is this different setting of, of looking at things or kind of um, if you'd see me now, I kind of move my hands up. So it's kind of like a meta position where you look at your team from above. I think it's important to also choose a different um, period of time or form. So if um, maybe some people in the team want to facilitate or leaders or there's someone externally to really look at the, at the topics, use different methods, make it very interactive. So people really want to engage and 
and openly look at things, what's working well in our team right now and what's not working so well. And we want to address it in a, let's say, respectful way, but really putting things on the table. So there's lots of different exchange possibilities of taking team time. And especially, I would say, it's like a third point in this topic, is to really make sure that along the way, people understand what's my role, what are my tasks, how does it relate to what others are doing. And if there's unclarity, team time really helps to discuss this on a regular basis. Are we all still aligned uh, with regards to our project goal or the objectives that we are aiming for? How can we support each other in achieving them? So now more than ever, and no, I don't say that just because I'm a team consultant and I, I firmly believe in teams and the power of teams working together. I think really now more than ever, it's important to see that you can rely on each other and to clarify things quickly when working remotely um, to not let them escalate. That's why I think team time is very important. Number five, we're already coming to the last recommendation is a, a rather technical one um, because all of that interaction, all of that, you know, creating a trustful team environment remotely won't work without the technical tools. And that's why point number five is use technical tools to activate and raise engagement. The first tool that is for me like the basis, <laughs> I can't do without it in my work and so probably um, are you experiencing it right now, which is video conferencing tools. It's really for me and for many other people essential because I think that seeing each other through a camera really helps in building trust. You see the other person and if you, you know, know your team, it's great to see them. If you're new to a team, it's even greater to see the team members that you have not met live yet. Um, and there's different video conferencing tools. Um, for example, I use a lot Zoom um, because of its functionalities like breakout sessions. If you have a big group, you can move in smaller groups to brainstorming or sometimes like a side discussion, come back to the plenary, to a big group. So there's lots of virtual opportunities to have ex meaningful exchanges. And that happens with video conferencing tools. Something else that I like um, when running virtual workshops, and you could use that for your team meetings as well, um, is to have in addition to like seeing each other, listening to each other, also a visualization in order to translate things that you would do um, in, in a meeting room and there's a flip chart and you you just jot some things on it. That's possible in virtual flip charts like Miro or Mural, and we'll put a link in the show notes so you can see that. Um, it's really a great translation of what you would visualize in um, in a in a. I don't want to call it a real setting, an on-site setting, um, and where people from their own device can add posters, for example, and you create a lot of interaction because that's so important to raise engagement, commitment of people also remotely. 
And a third fun <laughs> method that I use um, in, in workshops, for example, is that those tools like Miro or Mural, they have some image libraries. So sometimes I would also, and that's something you could do as like an icebreaker, um, is like pick an image from the image library, how you how do you feel this morning, or a GIF. And that usually works really well too, um, because it's lively and it's fun, it's different. There's also fun ways like um, Mentimeter or Kahoot um, to do quick polls. You can do that with larger groups. What's their opinion on a certain topic? Um, where should be the focus if, I don't know, if you're in a strategy process, where should there be more focus on? So there's lots of different opportunities where tools can support the interaction and the effectiveness of teams working together remotely. And yeah, those were my five points. Let me just summarize them at the end. So number one is... You as a leader are the key to a good remote team. You really have so much in your hands for the team to feel safe and work effective, even in a remote setting. And <laughs> number two is create individual relationships and inspire trust. Really, even though like when you can't see each other, it's even more important to have a good relationship with your team members, know how they're doing personally as well. Number three, take care of your team's remote logistics. So those are things that are essential when, when, when starting off working remotely. So hopefully <laughs> by now you have clarity on that. But maybe if you're taking over a new um, team remotely, that's something to tackle also quite at the beginning. And then later on, topic number four, take time for team time for really stepping aside from the daily business and focusing on the team and how everyone can work better, even better together. Um, and number five, use technical tools to activate and raise engagement for people to stay focused, um, have the attention and really um, create fun as much as it's possible um, in, in working together remotely. There's lots of technical opportunities And if, again, there, if you believe it, others will feel it. If you leave, hey, let's try something and you say it, if you believe it, um, and then I think I'm pretty sure your team will follow and um, will want to try out things remotely. And I wish you lots of success. And let me know, let me know some feedbacks. How was this episode with the recommendations for you? And I look forward to listen, or that you hear the next episode then next month. Bye-bye. This was Destination Leadership, the podcast with inspiring leaders. I'm curious to hear What is it from this interview that you take away that has inspired you? Write to me via Instagram, Twitter, or get in touch via LinkedIn, all under my name, Katrin Grunwald. Also, if you have any feedbacks on the podcast or suggestions of leaders that have left a positive mark on you and you'd like others around the world to hear this inspiration too. I look forward to welcoming you again on the next episode of Destination Leadership.